Welcome to another episode of SITM Stock Community Podcast. I'm your host, Uncle AK. Um, if you're first time checking us, please hit that notification button, that subscribe button to get um, weekly notifications. Um, with me today, I got my brothers. You know what I mean? Um, grew up with these fellas, man. Um, I don't know if, I don't remember if you guys were married before the pandemic or within the pandemic. You know what I mean? But we're going to chat through that. Um, the purpose of this episode today is really to discuss um, work, life, balance, marriage, and all that. Um, you guys have come a long way, not just educationally, but pursuing your personal growth. You know, those things that you really want to do for yourself, you guys have pursued that. And the most beautiful part about it is both of you have kids now, sons at that. You know, you are men, have sons, wives. I want to talk to you guys about, you know, all of that. So, uh, no far ado, man. I'll start with uh, Flex. Introduce yourself, man. Yeah. Name is Flex. Flex Mbat. Some people call me Ato. ACHU. New newborn father uh, for two year old. Um, almost two. two yeah. I mean, two months. <laughs> like what? I was like, man, what are you talking about? What's <laughs> <laughs> that sleep deprivation? Hey, hey, hey bro. Know. I feel like I feel like it's been two years. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's been two years now, uh, two months old, and uh, yeah, man, I was gonna say two two years of marriage. That's what I was gonna say. Mm. Uh, yeah, so uh, live in Maryland, and uh, yeah, man, happy to be here. Yes, Let's the beans on what it means to be a dad, husband, and all that good stuff. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you for wanting to join us. You know, for joining me in this conversation, Doctor Will. What's going on? What's going on, brother? Uh, my name is Will Anu. I am a father to an exciting, rambunctious, ever-changing uh, two and a half. Been married now for uh, going on, um, just celebrating my two-year anniversary. So we got married in the thick of things in the pandemic. So that was exciting. While writing a dissertation, while um, being pregnant. Well, at the time, we just had Ashton. But yeah, man, I live currently in um, Greensboro, North Carolina. And yeah, man, just excited to talk about what it means to be a husband and a father in today's day and age. Yeah, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, man. I know you kind of downplayed that thing right there, man. You know, say I'm Will and that. And no, I know my conversation, I'm Dr. Will, so better own that. You know what I mean? Hey, you you did the work, so you better uh, let us respect you by saying Dr. Will. So that's what I'm going to call you this entire episode. And I should... Yeah. I'm sure flexible too, but uh, yo, let's start like this, right? What if, speak to us a little bit about you know um, marriage, going into it, currently in it right now. How's it been? You know, what I mean, um, some people say that it's not for the weak. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys say it's the best. It's one of the best things that have happened to you guys. So let's discuss, man. How's it been? What's the journey like? You want you want to go first, Will? Doctor Will. Take a stab at it. <laughs> marriage is hard, man. Mar marriage is work. Marriage is tumultuous. Marriage, marriage. If I had to sum it up, is choosing your person each and every day, right? Oftentimes we don't think about that, and I think you know, for so many of us, we grew up, you know, <clears throat> like most African kids, like we grew up like fearing our parents, but like also idolizing our parents, right? And so, like, we saw their marriages, and we had this idea of what we thought they were. But the older we get, you know, things unravel, right? You find out that this might have happened or that might have happened or this person might have did this. And it's like, wait, why would you, like, how could you betray? And, you know, like, 
being in my being with my wife now, you know, she's honestly my best friend, like one of the most like magnificent and influential people I've ever met. But like we have we have our back and forth, right? We have days where we don't necessarily like each other. We have days where it's like, yeah, you cool and all, but then we also have some days that I'm like, I cannot imagine my life without you. Right. And I think like that's that piece when I say you have to choose your person each and every day because it really boils down to that. And I think, you know, and I know we're going to get to this, but being a father has enabled me to love my wife more. But I say that with a caveat, right? Because I think so often, you know, people think that, oh, let's just bring kids in because kids, kids can actually, and this is unpopular um, comment, but kids can destroy marriage. And, you know, I, I remember specifically the first two weeks after we brought Ashton home, granted, we were in the middle of a pandemic, you know, people didn't know right from up, left to right. And there was a lot of things going on. But like we were in a situation where we were both very new parents. We couldn't really have support there because there was a whole pandemic going on and mm-hmm. we were trying to figure it out. And I remember um, and I hope we get to this, but I remember through couples therapy, like I become so frustrated. And I remember our therapist had told told me, look at Ashley and tell her how you feel. And what I was thinking, like I just looked at her and I was like, I'm tired of you treating me like an effing stepfather. Right. And for me, it was one of those, like it was all these emotions that I bottled up. And what I associated stepfather with was you're treating me other than this child's father. And you're treating me like everything that I'm doing is wrong and everything, you know, that I'm, um, I'm attempting to do is not right. And being able to share that and her being able to receive that, we were able to work through that. And I think oftentimes, you know, it's examples like that in marriage where, you know, when you say, you know, for better or worse, and I think oftentimes people don't realize what that means. And that those, those few words, they encapsulate so many different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's dope, man. Wow. What you got, Flex? Now, I would, I would, I would, amen, all of that. Uh, marriage, definitely. One one thing that Dr. Will said that's really, really key is, you know, like his wife, Ashley, is his best friend. I think that's paramount when, when you know, choosing a partner. Like, they have to be, like, absolute best friend. Somebody that you can, that you, you know what I mean? Like, like people, 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 you know, come to me and like, hey, don't tell nobody this. But, I mean, this is for every married person. It's like, the first person I'm going to turn around and tell is my best friend, you know what I mean? Like, my partner, we share everything. Um, but it's also very tough. Like marriage is hard, hard, but it's, it's like one of them, like, I know, you know, uh, things are going to be all right hard because in choosing that, in, in choosing that person that you're going to, you have to wake up every day and choose them. You got to pick somebody that compliments, you know, this complementarianism relationship in the sense that like, I have a lot of weak points and my wife has a lot of, you know, she, she balances the, that out and she has a lot of weak points that I balance those out. And I think, one thing that makes our marriage works a lot is, you know, we, we be on joke time a lot. So like we just found something that we, we enjoy and we hone into it in terms of like we we roast each other a lot. Like we, you know, and only only the way us two can do and in, you know, the comfort of our home and in, in those labs is therapeutic. You know what I mean? It's also uh, it's also like a space to be vulnerable, like a safe space. Like sometimes, you know, there's there's some truth, you know, in 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 it, and we laugh at each other's pain. But marriage is also it's also um, like one of those relationships that you know shows you who you. are. It's like a mirror shows you who you are. 
um like like no other thing you know what i mean it's kind of like every day or every week or every month you like you you learn something new that you got to grow from or grow towards and that's a beautiful one of the most beautiful things about marriage is that he challenges you to grow and another thing too like like dr will said like you add kids in a mix i can't imagine having a kid especially in america in the middle of the pandemic with no support system because like one thing that i'm like you know having a kid even now that we on the other side of the pandemic and in maryland for example where there's a lot of support i'm still like damn like nobody called me like two weeks to be like i'm gonna come shower the baby or i'm gonna come carry the baby it's like we getting a bad like you know what i mean like i'm i'm like dad can we get some help so i can't imagine that but yeah adding kids to the mix and this is something that me and my wife we talked about kelly we talked about like recently like i understand now why like I used to like, damn, like you bring a kid and then the marriage just go to, you know, to poop. Like I was like, damn, like I understand now. Like you bring kids in a marriage, it could it can take it like this or it can take it like this. And so you you definitely gotta, you know, talk through that and be uh there's no right time to have a kid, but you just gotta be aware of that. Yeah. Man, wonderful, wonderful. Um, going back again, staying on that pandemic thing, right? Um, you guys have lived with your wives during the during the pandemic and now that we're outside, you know what I mean? You're seeing a different way of life to adapt. Could you speak a little bit about, Will, could you, oh, Dr. Will, could you speak a little bit about, you know, um, the difference between, you know, being in a pandemic, you know, seeing your wife every single day versus now that, you know, sometimes at least you go out, you know, if you, you don't have to be at home if you don't want to, you know what I mean? So speak a little bit about that. So it's interesting. There was a um, report that came out that showed the uh, the that divorce rates actually heightened during the pandemic, right? And the reason behind that, or one of the conclusions behind that, was the fact that people were not accustomed to seeing their partner for so like so many times in a day. Because you think about it, like in America, the divorce rate is fifty two percent, right? So let's like just from a statistical perspective, and but that's also on the premise that like all right. I don't necessarily have to talk to this people person or I don't necessarily have to see this person if I don't want to. We're talking about 52%. So we're we're already starting off as a negative. Um, if you think about it from, I mean, uh, from positive negative correlation. And in the pandemic, like, you can't really go out, right? And so, like, whoever you're stuck in the house with, that's who you're stuck in the house with. And I think something that Flex um, attributed earlier is, like, you have to be friends with that person. Like, you have to be friends with that person because if not, it will drive you insane. And I think for my wife and I, like, we were, we now we were, we are generally friends. And like, yeah, it was some hard times, but thankfully, so it's funny. And I add this uh, caveat. So we were living in a two-bedroom, 500-square-foot apartment. Um, and uh, so the pandemic hit, like, around March of twenty. uh well, things really started shutting down March of 2020. So mm-hmm. we're living in that apartment up to February of 2020. And literally, we closed on uh, on our house a week before, um, like literally like a couple of weeks before everything shut down, right? Mm-hmm. And I often think what our lives would have been if we had stayed in that apartment. That apartment was about this big. <laughs> yeah. And moving to that house, it was nice because it was three levels. I had my space in the basement. She had an office all the way upstairs. So, like, it was times where it was like, go to your corner of the house. I'm going to go to my corner of the house, right? I had a gym in the basement. So, um, like, and for me, like, y'all know, like, I love working out. 
Mm-hmm. And so going to the gym, run, uh, running on the treadmill, riding the Peloton, lifting weights was a way for me to relax and release stress. But it was hard because it's only so much Netflix you can watch. It's only so much scrolling you can do on social media. Like, you know, like you have to talk to the person. You have to engage with the person person like you have to have these conversations with this person and when i tell you like that time made our marriage stronger because it made us realize that if nothing else like we had one another like if nothing else like we had that time to be together and even during that time like i mentioned earlier we had some tumultuous time so like our therapist like we would have those conversations she would tell us about like different activities to do with one another like different um at home date nights and so it allowed you to get very creative but it also allowed you to like build that foundation right like when you're building a house you don't just start from the ground um from the bare ground and start building up no you dig into the ground you build your foundation and then you build your your house so your house can be steady and so for me like that was such an important point and just the fact that i like that person because if you don't mm, it's tough yeah my supervisor right now and i'm i don't care if he watches this he calls his wife his roommate now <laughs> like they're on the brink of divorce you know what i mean and they got two kids and like he talks when he talks about his wife current current wife and they're on the brink of divorce it's like my roommate asked me to go on um on a lunch date with with her on saturday and i didn't want to go because i was like what i'm gonna talk to her about you know what i mean so that's <laughs> he gets to that point you calling your wife your roommate because you just don't want to acknowledge that that you know that part so marriage is great but it can also get to that point so you know this this that's the sad reality about it and you know this it's more divorces than you know uh successful marriages in america sadly yeah fortunately but um what are some challenges that you guys face right as new parents no as new fathers um and husband and dad too uh, what are some challenges going from your you know that dating state or single state and then going into marriage you know what i mean because flex for example you uh your 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 story scares me man like you just woke up one day just and i'm like what the heck just happened like guy you know like i mean like it, it didn't take long for you to say oh no nah, this one will get married to you know what i mean it didn't take long like some other people so um mm-hmm. uh, what are some struggles you know some challenges that you face you know going from you know your single state to um dating and then getting married and then now you know um being first um first fathers and you know not just fathers but fathers to sons at that um in terms of marriage like people might call cap in the comment section or whatever i don't i have we haven't faced like challenges yet that I'm, i can be like dang like it's like it can be like like slight disagreements here and there that you know normal men and women have like like for example we were going on a um fourth of july cookout yesterday and having a baby it's like okay we got the baby ready i'm ready and I'm out the door because that's just what I'm used to. I hate being late and she's still on the makeup time. And I'm in the car. I got to drive around in circles because the baby sleeps. You know, when you drive, you can't be in the car. It's hot. He's crying. I got to drive around in circles for 30 minutes while she, you know, finishing her makeup. And she get in the car. It's like, wow. I said, don't go in the car yet. So this, you know, petty little stuff like that. Um, but like in terms of challenges, for me, it's different. Like my with having a baby for me is and this is a lot like one percent of the population gonna encounter this and uh, not a lot of people know i had rotator cuff surgery so a lot of the work in terms of taking care of our son has been on my wife and she's been incredible i even wrote about it on a blog 
she's been incredible like you know supporting and taking care of baby i'm now getting into being able to care like actually lift the baby change diaper you know shower and things like that but for the bulk of of the baby's like first couple and those are like new mom times where she's just supposed to be resting and things like that she you know was taking care of the baby so that kind of i kind of like was peeping that um that was kind of challenging for her and frustrating so i you know just you know being there with his with one hand running grab the milk you know things like that but it was it was challenging and i could i could sense that so just walking through that um was was kind of tough but but we're on the other side i think we're on the other side of that now where i'm i'm more more um helpful in terms of you know picking up the baby you know rocking him to sleep and if baby's you know crying in the middle of the night i wake up you know change him and she feed him my rocking back to sleep things like that but yeah man but you know you you brought up a point in terms of like i um you know i, I found because you know for me a lot of people from the outside might look and say that it, it happened fast but they don't know that this is somebody i've known for you know almost 13 years like we went to the same college uh we were friends had the same friend group and i we just were like good friends and yeah. then she went to law school i did my thing she came back from law school we reconnected and i was like man like she has family values like she you know a lot of stuff that I, i'm into and you know look for in a woman can cook <laughs> like a mug you know what i mean like i ain't never gonna starve ever 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 um loves to laugh it's funny because i have not a funny bone in me and i don't laugh at all like people think stuff is funny i just be like what is you know what i mean and so like so she she and we we are comfortable with each other in the sense that like you you can be in a relationship like a lot of people might relate to this listening you can be with somebody like in a relationship boyfriend girlfriend engaged husband and when there's silence this awkwardness it's like okay what do we talk about now but you know my wife and i we can be quiet and it's just like in you know what i mean like cool like i don't got to talk to you right now i just want to be with my thoughts and it's fine i don't have you know it's not the sense it's like yo you got to force the conversation and that was one of the things that i really 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 liked about her and i that that you know i appreciate to this day hopefully that don't ever change <laughs> there's beauty in, you know there is beauty in silence like when it's empirical if you can understand somebody just by thoughts you know what i mean without saying a word you know what i mean like that's really deep um but will um dr will you mentioned therapy, and I know Flex, I don't know if you will have something to add to this later, but Dr. Will, therapy um, and patience at that, right? Um, speak about patience and tying therapy to that. How has patience, right, played a role in your, you know, your marriage? Got it. Can I actually touch on the last question before we get to this? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. So it's funny because when you asked the question, the first thing that came to mind was the first time we flew with Ashton, right? And... Um, Ashley and I make the the joke that single people have no clue what it takes to get out the house. Mm. Right? And like for parents, like that's a touchy subject because <laughs> so many different parts. Like it's it's funny because it's like when you're just and when I say single people, I mean us uh people are together with no kids, right? And because like when you're ready to go, like, yeah, your your wife might be stressing you out, like take care ever do her makeup get dressed whoopty whoop but it's like you don't really have to like that's her thing right like she's gonna get done when she gets done and y'all gonna go when you're with the when you have a baby or you have like it's a little better than not having a toddler but when you have a newborn you got to make sure they have milk you have to make sure they have their snacks 
You have to make sure they have um, diapers. You have to make sure they have wipes. You have to make sure they have a second uh, set of clothes in case they blow up their diaper and poop gets everywhere on those clothes. And then a third set of clothes, just in case that happens twice. You have to make sure they have their favorite toy. You have to make sure they have their pacifier. You have to make sure that um, you have to take purified water because you can't just give, like, there's so many different things that you have to think about, right? So I remember our first international trip as a fa uh, family, we went to Mexico and we we're leaving from Philly, um, flying to, um, it was a direct flight to Puerto Arellas, I think it was. And it was just like, usually like I would go, like, you know, Ash and I, we traveled a lot before we had Ash and we go to the airport like an hour and a half, maybe two hours before. We got to that bad boy four hours before our flight took off. <laughs> we were trying to think about every single thing that could go wrong. And thankfully, like, he was amazing on the plane, didn't cry. He was watching the show. Like, he was chilling. But, like, as a parent, like, you're thinking of, you're thinking constantly about everything that can go wrong. Second part to that. So this past weekend, I was up in um, the, uh, the DMV area visiting my mom. And so Ashley and I went to go spend some time with um, our cousin Kyle. Yeah, I know Kyle. Kyle is a uh, Kyle is a good time. Mm -hmm. And so Kyle uh, texted us on I think it was Monday. It was like, and it was um, it was three p.m. Kyle texted was like, "Hey y'all, we're going to this uh, party. We're thinking about getting there around six six thirty. Y'all should pull up." <laughs> and I got mad, but not like in a mad way. I got mad in a funny way. I was like, "This fool has no idea what it means to be a parent." Mm -hmm. he just, First of all, I, I can't bring my child to a party. And second of all, like me taking my child to a party, I'm not having a good time because I have a toddler who is fast. I have a toddler who likes to draw walls. I have a toddler who likes to grab every and anything. And so the entire time that I'm there, you're sitting back having a good time. I am making sure my child is not destroying your house. Like that's the only thought process that's going to my head. So now I just want to mention that because it was funny when you asked that question. But um, patience and therapy. So I think I need to back up a little bit from the therapy um, to actually just give you like the overview and the history of me with therapy, right? Like y'all know the culture we come from, right? Therapy is not really something that we talk about, nor is therapy something that we do. Because uh, what do they tell us? You know, pray it away, you know, um, stick it deep and forget it and so forth and so on. And as we all know, that's super unhealthy. Right. And so I actually didn't start taking therapy until my doctoral program, because I was in a situation where I was working in a super toxic environment. Like literally, like I would have times where like on Sunday morning before I go into work on Monday, like I would have panic attacks. My body would physically start shaking. Like I hated the um, the environment I was working in. The, my boss, she was a horrific human being. And if she's watching this, you are a terrible human being still. But it was one of those situations where, like, I didn't have an outlet. And somebody told me you should try therapy. And I was at my breaking point, And I was like, you know what? I might not believe in this, but let me try it out and see if it helped. Because at this point, nothing was helping. And when I tell you, it truly changed my life in so many different ways. And it made me realize that it's not about how strong you are. It's not about how secure you are. It's not about, you know, all these innate things that we tell ourselves. Sometimes we just need somebody that does not know us, that does not know our personal situation to help talk out our issues. Like it's in the most simplistic form, right? And I think that's so important because it allows us to have that 
engagement where you you can like think back on certain moments. I'm sure there are things that we all um, we've all battled with that we think back and we're like, you know, we're like, hmm. And I think one of the biggest thing that things that I received from therapy, specifically from couples therapy, because um, after that first experience with therapy, like I was sold. Like I, I'm a believer. Anybody that knows me well, they will tell you that I'm the biggest advocate for therapy. After that first bout with it, like I realized that, oh yeah, this is something that can be very instrumental. Like, as I mentioned earlier, like two weeks in um, to having Ashen home and my wife had a difficult pregnancy because there was, so there's already like um, things incorporated with that. Mm-hmm. Like we got, a, we got a couple's therapists together because like we, we were, we were listening to, um, we were listening to rebuttal and not listening to understand. Right. And I think that's something that's so important. So I just want to break that down a little bit. So often when we're having conversations and conversations are in the heat of the moment, we don't listen to understand what the other person is saying. Mm-hmm. We listen to see where they're at fault. And then as soon as we see that, attack that, attack that um that 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 space, right? And one of the things that therapy thought taught us was listen to what they're actually saying. Don't listen to it from your perspective, listen to it from their perspective. And um Reflex mentioned this earlier, but wives and mothers do so much work that as fathers, we can't even comprehend. And like, I want to be so honest about that. Even the great, like, and that's not taking anything away from great fathers. That's not taking away anything away from just fathers in general. But women do so many things, so many little things that as men, we don't even comprehend. And I think in that time, like having the patience to listen to what my wife was saying, having the patience to um, to help her without her asking me. Because one of her biggest pet peeves is like when we're having an event or something's happening and I ask her, what can I do? And she looks at me and she tells me, telling you what you can do, that's one more thing that I have to do. Mm-hmm. I just, like She was like, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to be um, disrespectful, but I just need you to figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. And so like, these are all little things that, over time, like I've I've learned. So like when Ashley's in planning mode, like I don't ask her, what do you need me to do? I look for what needs to be done. Oh, if we're going out for a long weekend, have the dishes been washed? Because you don't want to leave them over um, a long weekend. Wash the dishes. Is the trash taken out? Because you don't want to leave it over a long weekend. Take the trash out. Is the um is the cat situated? Make sure that's situated. Um, is the room somewhat clean because you don't want to come back to a dirty room, right? And so it's so easy for us to be like, oh, t- give me a list of what you want me to do. And I'll just work down that list, but not realize that for them, you're just adding one more thing onto their docket. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for that breakdown. You mentioned a little, um, <clears throat> you mentioned something about, uh, you know, Kyle uh, texting you, say, hey, show up at 6, you know, p.m. or 6.30 to the thing without really... You know, remembering that, hey, this, you know, Dr. Will got a, you know, a son. I reflex to it that too, you know, um, with your son being three months now. How have you guys been able to shift your mind, right, from, okay, it's not just me and my wife now, but there's this, you know, little person that, you know, we also got to cater to. Um, and the question goes to, you know, everybody outside of your immediate home, right? You're, you're like those, you know, those two other individuals plus you three, right? How, like, your relationships, how do you navigate them? How do you, you know, put, I don't want to say put one over the other, but how, just how do you navigate them now versus how you did before, you know, having, you know, your child? 
Man, I'm different, man. I, I look at this uh, having a kid as uh, like a plus. I, I got the power of no now. <laughs> like people already knew me. Like you know what I mean. Like I be out, but when I'm out, like I disappear. Like you know, I go somewhere and and, like, and then my friends notice. They already know I don't say bye. Like I just show my face and I and if you don't see me, I'm gone. Like I don't say bye. And I I did this past couple weekends. Like at the moment, my friends had a baby shower. I showed up that people up went in the back and i was gone and people was like yo you still here but now i just have like more more reason to say no because you know that that's already me having a kid it's like my body i'm about to take care of a kid or you know what i'm saying like the wife going to do her hair i'm taking care of a kid and it's it's no reservations now too it's like damn i'm gonna say no what, what kind of story i'm gonna and i was just like i'm taking care of a kid so for me it's that's easy <laughs> i ain't got to come <laughs> I'm home. <laughs> oh, Dr. Will, what about you? So there's a scripture, and I'm going to try not to butcher it. Um, so reflex, I'm going to lean on you a little bit on this one. There's a scripture that says um, a man leaves his home, finds a wife, and creates um, a family there. Mm -hmm. I think that speaks so much volumes. I remember when Ashton was first born, and my mom and I were having a conversation and I mentioned that, um, oh, well, you know, I have two major priorities. I have my wife and my son. And her response was, what about me? And my response was, what about you? Mm. And I say it in a disrespectful way, but it's just like, yo, you're not my responsibility. Mm -hmm. right? I have mm -hmm. these, I have this woman that I've chosen to be my life partner that I'm going down this uh, journey with. And I have this child that like, literally they are depending on me for life for life yeah like, mm -hmm. literally like and i think you know you didn't really ask us okay but i'm gonna go I'm gonna, I'm gonna dig a little bit deeper like once you have a kid your idea of responsibility changes dramatically mm -hmm. right because like prior to having a kid like me actually work hard like we were going out every other weekend sometimes three times a week like at the time I was in grad school, I had um I was running this organization at Penn that literally they gave me like almost a quarter of a million dollars to throw parties. And I hit it up like, yo, babe, we going here on Thursday, here on Friday, here on Saturday. So that was our life. But then once we had a child, so many things started changing, right? Mm -hmm. Like I mentioned, um, I live in Greensboro, North Carolina now. We were previously in Philadelphia. And, you know, like through the pandemic, like I mean, Philly's always had dangerous aspects of the city, but like as a parent, you start thinking different, right? So like I'm running one day and like I hear gunshots and the first thing that comes to my mind is like, what if one of those straight bullets goes through my window and hits my kid, right? Or like, you know, like I've been blessed enough to gain um, all these different levels of education, had these different opportunities. And now I'm in a place where I can set my child up in a way that I wasn't able to be set up, right? And that's no shade toward my mother because, you know, she did her thing. She worked hard. She did the best she could, right? Mm -hmm. but like for Ashton, like three months in, Ashton had a 529 plan because I'm like, I know college tuition is crazy expensive. We going to start now. Like I opened Ashton a UGMA account because I'm like, I want to make sure that my kid like has X amount of dollars when he turns a certain age. I bought a house off the precipice that when my child graduates from college, like this is going to be his first property. Mm -hmm. Right. So like you start thinking about things in a futuristic way, opposed to just thinking about yourself. But even with that, like 
being a father is one of the most terrifying things that I can think of, right? Because like we all know what was happening during 2020, seeing uh, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and all these like senseless deaths. And like for me, I'm like, and it's interesting because um, in Philly this past weekend, there was a mass shooting and two kids under two were, they weren't killed, but they were injured because the gun the gunman uh, sprayed the gun into a car. And I'm thinking like, yo, I know that part. That's the part that I used to take my son to and my guy kids to every, like, every weekend. That park is literally down the street from my uh, down the street from my parents-in-law's house. What if my mother-in-law was just walking with Ashton like she usually did, and there was a gunman out, and he started shooting gunman, gun woman out, started shooting and kills my like. All these thoughts start like going through your mind, and it is a terrifying. It's a terrifying thought, and I think I'm like getting way off the uh, the question now. But I think you know just to conclude it, like being. Like transitioning from single life, and when I say single life, I mean life without a child to life with a child. Like it's interesting because this past weekend I was talking to uh, y'all's pops, and I'm like, Uncle Vic, how did you have six kids? <laughs> like I'm terrified of the thought of, like we went to go see um, Gertrude and like Nisi and Ashton were just running around screaming. Mm-hmm. Um, Nolan just sitting there just enjoying, and I'm just like. Yo, this is terrifying. But then I remember us, and I'm like, yo, when we were kids, we used to torment reflex. Like, we used to, like, we were out of control. And I just, I'm like, yo, y'all are real-life superheroes because, like, how did y'all deal with this? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely a transition. Yeah, I, I'll ask something, though. Like, in, in terms of, like, you know, uh, like, prioritizing. In, in, I don't want people to come, come, come away from this thinking, like, you know what I mean? Like, um, the kid is like the end or be all. Yeah, they are because you know, they, like like Doctor Will said, they 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 life literally depends on you. But like my wife still comes to number one, you know, over my my kid. Like, and this is one thing too. It's like I if if we have a chance to go out, like yesterday Fourth of July, for example, if we have a chance to go out um, to a cookout and we haven't been out on a date night in a while and we have a babysitter i will go on a date night you know what i mean because you know out you know there's the aspect of continuing to date your wife and you know even like like our pops having six kids like if we end up it ain't gonna happen but if we end up having six kids like i'm gonna make sure like you know priority number one is my wife you know what i mean like and like dr will is doing all the right things like you know what I'm saying? making sure that the kid is 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 taken care of financially um but that why that is happening you know saying like wife still also you know takes priority like okay um my wife you know she basically takes care of her nails and hair whatever like that's and i'm fortunate that she just does them things but it's like if if i'm ever called like hey like i want to go take out my nails with my hair it's like okay she's gonna you know i'm, I'm gonna make sure that she looks good and, and things like that so wife definitely is the priority and then the kid and then everybody else whether it's my mom or dad or whatever like being a, a, a husband to somebody now even my family um comes you know like after like my kid because priority number one is you know and going back to that scripture that's because you know another scripture as i say if a man doesn't take take care of his household he's worse than an, an, like an unbeliever you know what i mean and it's an extreme word and say like you got to take care of your own and so it's it's just um and a, a, a extreme you know balance that you have to you have to work with but that's not to say man like you know in marriage you know having a responsibility as a kid having a wife 
that's not to say we don't turn up you know what i mean like you you just you just pick your battles more more <laughs> more precisely <laughs> strategically yeah you, you know what i mean it's, instead of going to u street and hitting seven bars you're like all right yeah let me know where i'm gonna be at a popping spot i'll meet you out there i'm gonna get a few drinks in and i'm out <laughs> no i definitely want to echo that point like especially when you have children continue to date your partner because mm-hmm. I, he has the fastest way to divorce Continue mm-hmm. to your partner, continue like date your partner. Mm-hmm. So pretty much don't get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay. It ain't sweet. Don't get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, she gonna notice that she's gonna call you out on it too. <laughs> it's about three weeks. We ain't been on a date yet. <laughs> hey, Valentine is coming. Roses. <laughs> hey, while we at it though, um, yeah, you guys keep, you know, keep throwing out those um examples of how, you know, you want to be, you know, that great father, you know, example to your sons. Like, what other ways are you guys, you know, implementing different, um like, changes to your world, right? So that as, you know, your sons are growing up and even your godchildren are that, you know, as they're growing up, they're seeing, you know, you guys as that example that, um you know, they can emulate, you know, within the world. Um Man, it's a, sorry, I, I, I take, I'll go first in this and I'm up. I'm gonna say I'm gonna be quick. It's like the littlest things, man. Like, y'all know this because y'all grow up, y'all grow up with me and my big brothers, man. I don't eat vegetables at all. But I'm starting to eat them things because kids do what they see, not what they told. So it's like little things like that. Cause I know, like, listen, if I tell this dude eat your vegetables and I'm not eating it, he's not gonna eat his vegetables. So it's like little things like that, like just making sure that you know, like I lead by example. Um, if if it's financial lessons, you know what I mean, like you know, being practical, you know what I mean, like and being being an open book as well. Like, I'm not I'm not scared. Like when 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 my son can process numbers, to be like, yo, this is my bank account. This where this where I messed up this week. Like, I want like you know what I mean. I could I could have held out of that Chick Fil A. This rice at home, you know what I mean, kind of things like that. And being really practical and leading by by showing, you know, and not just not just you know, because we grew up in 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 an environment where it's just like, yo, listen this is how it's going to be done or this is what you got to do because tradition, you know what I mean? Like, like I was telling AK one time, tradition is really just peer pressure from dead people. You know what I mean? Like I want to, I want to lead by example. It's like, even to the littlest things like, yo, eat your vegetables because, and the kid going to eat it because it's like, oh, maybe it's good because Pop's eating it. You know what I mean? Because I hate some vegetables. So I know my kid not going to eat it. You don't see me eating it. So that's leading by example. Nah, that's dope. I mean, like, y'all know, um, I had plenty of father figures in my life growing up, but until recently, I didn't know who my biological father was. And for me, like, that left a huge void, right? And, like, for me, it was like, yeah, like, I had, like, Yoko Vicks, I had my Uncle Gables, I had Uncle Charles, I had all these different people that I looked up to as fathers, but those were still my uncles, right? Like, I didn't have like somebody that I refer to as dad and actually meant that, right? And so I think for me, when I first found out that Ashton, uh, Ashley was pregnant, like I was terrified because I was like, I don't know what it means to be a father learning from my father, right? And I remember one of the best piece of advice, best pieces of advice that my boy gave me that I give every newfound uh, parent is, your kid has nobody to compare you to. And for me, like, I genuinely like my kid. Like, so for instance, like yesterday we drove down from, um, 
we drove down from uh, the DMV back to uh, Greensboro. And when we got down here, like he'd been in the car for four and a half hours. Yeah, my wife and I, we were both tired. And we could just been like, oh, we about to get in the house. He could just run around and do his thing. And we could just relax. But we were like, no, we're going to take him to the pool because Ashton loves water. He loves to swim. And so what did we do? As soon as we got home, we unpacked the car. We put up, um, put on his swim stuff. And we took him to the pool and spent 20 minutes there, right? Like, not a long time. But in that 20 minutes, he had such a good time. Like, we'll, like I'll pick him up early from school sometimes. Thank, thank God for a flexible work schedule. And take him to the sprinkler park because I know Ashton loves to run around the sprinkler park. Or take mm-hmm. him to the park because I know Ashton loves to run around the park. And, like, I think to the point that Reflex made is, like, like the things that I'm doing now, I need to make sure that <clears throat> I'm showing, like I'm being a um, a role model for my child, right? Because like the bond that sons and fathers have, like that's something that's like, we rank bonds, like that's one of the strongest bonds, right? So like, I'm making sure that I am bettering myself because I wanna make sure that my son sees me as an example that when he comes of age, like he's doing certain things. Like similar with you, Reflex, like um, during the pandemic, we had our little cousin Sharon staying with us because she came to stay with us from our Berea. Mm-hmm. The only thing about Sharon, Sharon can Sharon can make a five course meal, <laughs> two loaves of bread and a piece of fish. Like this girl is amazing in the kitchen. And Sharon was making everything from scratch. And sooner, sooner or later, like, me and my baby, we blew up. Ashley had a right. reason to go. She was holding the child. Me, I was just getting big to get big. And I got to the point where I was almost 300 pounds. And, like, I was walking up the stairs, knees hurting. I had to go to physical therapy. They didn't put cords. And, like, I remember uh, my best friend, Daryl, one time, he was like, bro, you don't need no uh, cords. You just fat. Lose the weight. And it was funny, but it was a retrospective because I had to ask myself, like, Yo, you're about to have a kid. And if your kid is anything like you, that's going to be an energetic kid. So, like, you need to be able to keep up with them. You mm-hmm. need to run with them. You need to be able to play sports with them. And that made me get in shape. That made me fix up my diet. That made me, uh, instead of drinking, like, having a, uh, one glass of whiskey uh, a night to go to sleep. Like, it was like, all right, maybe I can just drink on Saturdays. And, just, and that's it. Right. That made me like, all right, let me portion my food. Let me uh, exercise more. And it changed my, my, my mode of thinking because it made me realize that I need to make sure that I'm here for this little person. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen what happens to children who don't grow up with their fathers. I've seen what happens to black sons that don't grow up with their black fathers. And I'd be damned if I allow that to happen to my son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Hey, while we at it again, man, like since we keep building on our sons, you know, um, what are your dreams and hopes for your sons, uh, you know, as you grow up? And Bappe, I'm, I'm trying to raise Mbappe, man. <laughs> I already got the soccer balls, you know what I'm saying? A little goalie net. I'm just waiting to hit when he starts walking, taking him to the park, man. We're going to start kicking his balls around. <laughs> like, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, man. I, I just, you know, just, just, just somebody who can be like, man, my pops and mom. You know what I mean? Like we're there, they give it their all. Um, and just take advantage of the resources that they're that they're uh, and opportunities that that you know we're we're striving right now to give them. Like 
whatever they want to do, whatever they want to be, you know what I mean? Like, just take advantage of it. Because if you don't, like, that that will be the ultimate slap, like, not taking advantage. Because these are things that, you know, being in America and that we are learning and trying to implement, you know what I mean? Like, somebody not taking advantage of it, it's like, dang. So that's just my ultimate wish. It's like, okay, I don't, you know, whatever you want to do, just be successful in it, but take advantage of the resources that we're working hard to put in place right now. Um, and that's that's one thing that me personally I pride myself in is being resourceful. Like I'm in group chats with my friends. If somebody asks a question, like I'm one of the people who's like I'm gonna do the research and figure it out, even at work. You know what I mean? Like because I, I one of my big things is resources. Resources. How can I use what is available to you know to make what is not available? And so I just want my son or daughter to you know take advantage of the resources because that's that's why we that's why we we're older that's why we uh we brought you into the war even though you didn't ask to be brought <laughs> yeah man i would i would just add to that i just, I just want my kid to be happy mm-hmm. when it boils down to it like if you asked me this question before he was born i would have gave you a whole laundry list of oh i need him to accomplish this and it's like nah like i just i want him to be happy and in that happiness finds finding success right and I'll just elaborate a little bit on that. I think, you know, one thing that all three of us share is our parents came to this country without much, right? And so they did the best they could, but we've had to grind and we've had to hustle to get to where we're at now. Like, I just think about the simple fact that all three of us on this call right now are homeowners. Like, home ownership is a very rare thing, especially for Black men, right? Like, that's a major accomplishment just in itself. But I'll add more to that. Like, you know, uh, Reflex, your son, my son, a.k.a. future children speaking into existence, um, they're going to have resources that we cannot have imagined when we were growing up, right? Like, Ashley and I often make the joke that, like, yo, if my son wants to, if Ashley wants to attend an Ivy League institution, like, his dad, his dad has a doctoral degree from there. He's a legacy. It makes it that much easier for him. If Ashton decides that he wants to be a lawyer, call up Uncle Ryan. I want to be a dentist, call up Auntie Tommy. I want to be an architect, call call up Uncle Matt. I want to be um, a physical therapist, call up Auntie Dorian. If I want to be in real estate, call up un- Uncle um, Reedy. If I want to be a rocket scientist, call up Uncle Justin. The fact that we have so many people that are doing so many phenomenal, crazy, amazing revolutionary things that like we can even fathom while we were kids and literally all our all our children have to do is pick up a phone and make a, a phone call a phone call there for us would have meant meeting this person interning for x amount of time to get this recommendation letter to go to this school to potentially um be connected to this person to finally meet this other person right whereas now they literally picking up a phone or shooting the text like yo can i talk to you yo can i come intern for your company or come intern at your job over the summer, like our kids are going to be availed to so many different opportunities that we weren't allowed to. And I mean, we didn't have, and it's going to enable them to literally find, like forge for whatever greatness they want to be. Right. And I think like, honestly, that's, that's one of the biggest reasons why we do everything we do is because, um, and I think um, one of my old pastors, he said something that I thought was so paramount. He said, my children should never start at where I started. My children should start at my shoulders and keep on moving up. 
And when I think about my son, like that, though, that that's the mind frame that I'm in. Like I'm working as hard as I'm working, so Ashton can start at my shoulders and work his way up. I think about somebody like Bronny James. Is Bronny James like the most spectacular basketball player to ever play? No, his dad probably is, but his dad worked as hard as he did to give Bronny and to give Bryce those um those opportunities for Brian to get that exposure and not saying the kid ain't good because the kid's actually mad talented but could he have got to USC without his dad's fame who knows like his mm -hmm. dad has made the claim that you know one of my biggest goals is to uh play on the same NBA team with my son let's be real LeBron James is a walking bucket he is a franchise player on any team you put him on mm -hmm. you really think Come 20, uh, 24, 20, um, come the 2024 draft, ain't no team about to pick up a son. Like, how many players in the league can say that right now, right? And you can attest that to, well, is he actually good enough for, and we can go back and forth all day, every day, but his father put in the work to put him in position to be in that place. Wonderful, wonderful. Man, I can't, you know, let you guys go without asking this question. You know, because as you know, as you guys are speaking, and I'm thinking back, um, you know, coming here, right, and not just coming here, but our parents, you know, um, sometimes, and and uh, I, I don't know about your reflex because you know you don't really do the parting thing, but we, uh, Dr. Will, you know, going out at night sometimes, you know, our parents might probably have sleepless nights, you know, wondering, hey, where's this kid, you know. I read my, I read my Bible with the Bible study at night. <laughs> 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 all right, all right, all right. but now you know, um. We're in America, right? We're in America, and as black men, you know, not just men, black men are that. Um, setting foot in some places is still kind of shaky. You know, you still, you know, your chest still, you know, beats, but then you have to remind yourself, hey, it's 2023, goddammit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, what's this? Um, as your sons grow up, you know, and you see, you know, you mentioned George Floyd and all these different things, you know, um, incidents that occurred in America. As your sons grow up, which of you know the fear that I have in you right now? How are you preparing yourself, you know, for those days when you know they'll start setting foot outside the house by themselves? You know, how are you preparing yourself, you know, mentally, you know, spiritually, physically, things like that? Yeah. First, you want to go? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I was just, I was, yeah, like yesterday we we were, we were um, baiting baiting my son and I, I held him up. I was like, dang, I'm gonna have to have to talk with this dude. You know what I mean? Like he just hit me. I was like. I'm gonna have to have a talk with you someday because America, who knows? Like you already two months. Feel like we just brought you home from the hospital. Next thing you know, you're gonna be walking. Next thing you know, you in kindergarten. Next thing you know, you know, middle school. Oh, I want a car. And you know, can I go hang out at such and such house? You know, we hear stories where kids hanging out, go knock at the wrong door and things happen. So it's like, man, like a lot can happen in this country. If I had it my way, I'd move to Rwanda. Like <laughs> that's like my ultimate dream i want to move there's two countries in the world i want to move to right now if i had if i had a bread rwanda kenya i would be there you know what i mean but you know that's that's like a far-fetched dream you know we're here and um it's just you know prayer and you know just preparing preparing my kid as much as possible just making sure that they understand you know what, what it is that they're what world it is that they live in um and you know also just you know taking care of themselves and just you know protecting them as much as possible you know it, as 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 a citizen of america you know what i mean like that also means you know getting my license getting trained and putting 
putting a few in the chamber ready for anybody you know who want to get it so by any means necessary i got somebody to protect and i'm i'm gonna protect them with my life not just my son but my wife as well so if it's in my crib it's that right if it's outside you know we're gonna we're gonna handle it how the law says handle it outside too so yeah doing whatever it takes within the confines of the law but just making sure that they they understand what it is to be a black man in america as well and that that means you know to talk you know documentaries you know taking them to museums you know like especially living in dc like there's a whole african-american museum where they can understand things like that make sure that they know the history the history of this country history of where they come from you know what i mean so yeah basically what we first just said mess around and find out um, <laughs> <laughs> mess around and find out yeah um, it's funny so I remember when Ashton was first born. So um, the first daycare we had him at, he wasn't there for more than 20, uh, 72 hours and got bit. And I was like, I was fuming. I was like, why is there a kid with teeth in the same room as my four month old? How could y'all let this happen? Show me the video. I want to talk to their parents. I'm suing. Like I was, I was going off the rails, right? And fast forward now, a year or two back, a year or two later, you know, we get that first call like, um, Dr. Army, we need to talk to you. Ashton bit a, uh, bit a kid today. And what's my first response? Well, what did the kid do? Did he provoke him? Like, what happened? Right. And, but even in that moment, um, like, I remember the teacher saying something and it bothered me so much. She was like, well, you know, we expect this. They're kids. This thing happens. And I'm like, at what point do they move from being kids to being adults, right? Because we talk about black boys here and we live in a country and we live in a space where the black body has been demonized for so many years and black boys have been um, like, black teenagers have been tried as adults and so forth and so on. So for me, like that's a terrifying feeling, right? And so I think often about the ideology, like to reflect this point, like educating my kid, like I'm going to have the talk with them and I'm not talking about the sex talk, I'm talking about the police talk a lot earlier than honestly i frankly want to i'm gonna have to you know show him some dark areas around this country and like show him that everybody that smiles in your face does not want your best interests at heart i'm gonna have to have some very tough conversations with them at an age that most other fathers from other ethnic backgrounds don't even have to think about right because we live in a state where this is something that we constantly think about. And uh, Reflex, to your point about moving, one of the things that Ashley and I have said, breaking news, we're planning on moving out the country in the next couple of years, at least for a couple of years. We talked about Portugal. We, talk, we talked about different parts in Africa because I want my son to have a worldview. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, we, we, we came to this country. This country has offered us, like, an enormous amount of opportunities, but I don't want my son to just have an American view, especially with everything that's going on now politically with the don't say gay bill or all this, um, all these different aspects of things that are fighting against uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Somebody that works in DEI, like our civil liberties are literally being attacked. The Supreme Court just um, uh, struck down affirmative action. Like they, um, they they just struck down student loan relief and so like it's funny i was having a conversation with a friend the other day i'm like are we living in 2023 or are we living in 1973 mm-hmm. because like 
history is and and you know there's so many reasons why these are coming up and I could throw the statistics all day every day but as a as a father to a black son we have to we are taking on a mantle that none of us signed up for but in order to ensure that our children are successful in order to ensure that our our children are as safe as they possibly can be we have to do things that we never thought we would have to Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but real quick just you know probably a word or two um what are some things that you are most no what is one or two things that you're most grateful for as a husband a father and a man a black man yeah man first and foremost just this house man to you know put my wife and kid under uh my wife shout out to you know wifey kellen you're awesome man and you do you support our family you know and you go above and beyond just grateful for grateful for my wife grateful for this house just you know we call home somewhere we can you know just uh strategize mobilize strategize and you know execute so um those, those are the two things that i'm grateful for right now that i can think of um yeah man i'm grateful for god man I'm not the most religious person, um, but I view myself as spiritual, and I believe that I have accomplished a lot of things in a lot shorter time frame than most, and none of it would have been possible without God. Mm-hmm. Second, I'm grateful for my, my wife and my son. Ashley is by far the most phenomenal human being I've ever met. She get on my last nerves sometimes. <laughs> I do life without her. And my son, Ashton, like, Seeing somebody that basically looks exactly like you doing, like, it's so funny because sometimes he does things and I want to get mad, but I'm like, oh, I used to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. Or like, he he has, like, y'all know me, like, I have overactive tear ducts, so sometimes it looks like I'm crying, but tears are just rolling down my eyes and I don't even realize it. He does the same thing. Mm-hmm. And like, for me, like, it sounds like something so trivial, but like, it's so cool to me, right? And like, being able to raise this young man or like just seeing his excitement like when i pick him up from daycare like today i went to pick him up and like he was reading a book as soon as he saw me he dropped the book he darted over he started jumping and started like smiling like and for me like that brings me so much joy like you can have the parties you can have the good times you can have all that like just spending time with my wife and my son brings me so much joy mm-hmm. and i think the last part to, to your question man like I am thankful to be a black man that can serve as an example for those who didn't have mm-hmm. someone in their life that could serve as an example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's, the that's talk. All right, man. Conclusions, man. What's something that you know we haven't covered that you guys would like for the people to know um, that you probably wanted to mention within this conversation? Um, man, I would say when your wife said, "Hey, you," I give you an hour. You better come down and help me put this kid to bed. You listen. <laughs> That's my cue, y'all. <sighs> but now, in all seriousness, I would say, um, like, pursue marriage for the for the young man who is courting dating somebody right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no, there's no with marriage. They, they, I can argue that it's a right time. You know, financially, like. Like this, this old saying that finance before romance, that's very true. Like sometimes you just got to be like, listen, shorty, let me get my money right. You know, because with that also comes, you know, um, uh, the, the, 
the ability to take care of a kid when a kid does come. But if you're married and already and you're watching this thing, you're like, damn, like we've been talking about, you know, having a baby or if not, like that's never going to be a right time to have a kid, you know, finances away, like emotionally, spiritually, like, yeah, some people are crazy. Like some people should not have kids, but if your head is in the right place, there ain't never going to be a right time. So if you, if you think about it and talking about it with your significant other, then, you know, go for it. So I'm going to push back a little bit on something you just said, Reef. Like, um, I don't believe that financially you need to be where you want to be in order to um, get married. That kid part, absolutely, because daycare is another mortgage. But <laughs> marriage-wise, and I'll say this, because I used to be very much on the same tip mm. of like, oh, I need to earn X amount to be able to get married and be secured. But one thing that a really good friend challenged me on is like, all right, let's say you're making a hundred thousand, that's your number, and you lose that job. Now what you gonna divorce your wife and tell her that, well, we can't get remarried until I get back to this um point. And so I think, you know, um marriage number one is not for everyone. Number two, marriage is work. Number three, marriage is a great time. And number four, marriage is beautiful, right? Like yeah. it's one of those things that like again, and I go back to how we started this. Marriage is choosing your person each and every day, mm-hmm. and like being distinct in that choice, and like bring like decide, making the decision to bring a child into this world um, is such. It's one of the most important decisions that you're ever going to make because in America we have this question of saying, "Oh, well, we have this responsibility for 18 years." Y'all know we we West African. You have this responsibility until the day you die. Yeah. So, like, making that decision to bring a child into this world, one, they didn't ask to be here, right? But it is our responsibility to give them the best possible experience that they can. And lastly, the last thing I just want to leave off on, we've been, like, talking about a lot of serious issues. Marriage is fun, y'all. Like, ain't nothing like going out with your wife. And, like, one of the one of our favorite pastimes my wife and I like to do, we like to people watch, right? Like, we'll go out to a bar or some and see, like, a couple and, like, play a game. Like, oh, what what, uh, what number date you think this is? Okay, oh, definitely ain't into her. Like, just make things fun. Mm-hmm. And, like, make things enjoyable because this is somebody that you've chosen to spend your life with. And, like, you don't buy an Ashton Martin or a Corvette or a Lambo to just stare at it in your driveway. You, drive, you buy it to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your marriage, enjoy your family, and enjoy your life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so man, listen, appreciate you guys, man. Um, I hope you know the listeners and watchers and myself as well, you know. I mean, take you know some of the germs that you guys have germs, some of the germs that you guys have, you know, <laughs> drop here, the knowledge that you guys have dropped here. And, and 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 most of all, you know, um Dr. Will, you mentioned something about you know therapy, and you know, yeah, for most of all, for for people and you know, where we'll come from, you know, Africa, that, that, you know, I don't know now, but before we used to view therapy, you know, um, there's that negative connotation to it, right? I hope that most people are, you know, open to it and also find out as a good avenue, right? For, you know, say, if you have issues in your marriage, you know, you know, you go seek that, you know, outside count, you know, that outside counsel, paid counselor that, you know what I'm saying? So a professional, professional counsel, counsel, let me, let me put it that way. But yeah, man, um, appreciate you guys checking us, you know, here um, and watching to the end, you know, of this, you know, of this talk. If you, you know, got all to this point, you're a rock star. Appreciate you. If you're not, you know, um, subscribe to the channel or following us on all streaming platforms. It's SITM podcast on all streaming and social platforms. Follow us, subscribe, like, comment, 
you know, if you want to be a guest on the show, DM us, you know what I mean? Um, we're willing to and open to, you know, have you on. I'm your host, Uncle AK. My guest today is Dr. Will and Flex, you know. Flex got a YouTube channel as well. Dr. Will got a podcast too, you know. You guys go check him out. Um, Dr. Will is a speaker. He's a, 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 a um, educational consultant. I'm telling you, man, these two, these two folks here, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, spill reflexes um, on for whatsoever reasons but these two folks here man reach out to them um if you know you need something educational reach out to you know dr will anything uh of it related you know flex got you or yeah remote jobs man check out their youtube channels and their podcasts thank you all for watching and we are out Stuck in the Middle, this is your girl Adele Clarice shout out to Stuck in the Middle podcast we love you guys General, I feel like I'm stuck in the middle. Stuck in the middle podcast. Big shout out to the family. I'm talking Reflex, AK, Achiri, and the rest of the gang. Hey, make sure you bring all your important information, your art, everything in the DMV. Doesn't matter where you are. Come to the DMV to Stuck in the Middle podcast. That's where it's happening. John it's
Bisi bisi.